welcome to episode three of Best Laid Plans. Today, we are going to talk about my current system, which is always in flux, but I figure I owe it to you to at least go through the products that I'm using right now, and I'll kind of walk you through organically as I hold on to this actual system, as well as some new experiments I've been playing with lately, and then finally, a brief overview of some of the digital systems that I use to keep organized. Because even though I absolutely love paper, I will admit (laughs) that not everything is best organized on paper. And I do believe that for many people, the hybrid approach can be a really nice way to combine those two strategies to really be able to have that tactile experience and visual experience of paper, but also be able to collect easily searchable information in the digital realm. So here we go. We're going to talk about my current planner, which is a Hobonichi Techo Cousin. I know I mentioned that in a prior episode, but just in case you missed it, that is what I am mostly using now. And again, I play with my system a lot. And I'll admit that I actually in the last week have taken a foray into bullet journaling, which I will talk about later. But for now, we'll kind of go back one week because for months and years before that, I have used this beautiful Hobonichi. So the Hobonichi Techo Cousin is in the A5 size and it has both daily, weekly, and monthly views. They have very beautiful covers that are all different styles. I mean, they have plain black leather covers, plain colored leather covers, different fabric covers, really simple nylon covers. And then they often have a number of different kind of pattern and stylized covers. And this year, I chose a beautiful print of a lake. It was a photo actually that was printed onto the cover taken by Hiroshi Hatano. And the lake itself is in Japan, of course, (laughs) because that's where the Hobonichi planners are made. And it's just this beautiful, serene scene which actually in retrospect was not a bad choice for the craziness that has been 2020. Nothing like taking a deep breath and realizing that even in all of the mayhem, this beautiful lake is still there somewhere, even if I can't currently go there to see it. So I have this beautiful lake cover and I usually keep my pen in the pen loop. And when I open the planner, I have a number of stickers that I keep in the little pockets in the planner. And by the way, the Hobonichi sells the covers and the actual planner book separately. So you can switch out over the course of the year. If you feel like this lake picture has started to annoy you and you want to just go back to a prior planner cover that you have, maybe a clean one, really professional look, you can switch out the book that's inside. And the covers do have these lovely pockets built in that you can keep handy planning accessories in. So in the front cover of mine currently has a cute little plastic ruler. It actually has my name on it and then a French phrase, ta fête et la nuit octobre. How was my French? Not amazing. I know. But anyway, it's a cute little plastic ruler that my husband's grandmother gave me that I've had for years. She has since passed away, but this ruler lives on and it's super cute. And then I also have a couple of sheets of various stickers I have some clear little dot-like stickers that I might use to put emphasis on a particular calendar date. And I have these really random kind of translucent stickers that have little plates on them or like a little beer mug on them or these little travel-themed arrival and departure stickers, which are kind of hilarious for 2020 because they have a little airplane on it. And clearly, I don't have much use for those stickers now, but maybe someday I will again. 
So those are the stickers that I currently have stashed in the pocket, but I'm not a huge sticker person. Like I'm not going to create a layout with a themed set of stickers. I more just use them for emphasis and I use them to cover up smudges or mistakes. So fun fact, yesterday, my older daughter, who is eight, came up to me and like, wanted to show me something and she put her wet hand all over my precious bullet journal. And it wasn't her fault. She was very well-meaning. She was trying to point something out, but it did smudge everything. And it really annoyed me because that's how I am. And probably many of you understand that. But I was able to cover the smudge up largely with a cute little stylized sticker. Basically, it was like this little, I don't know, critter. It had nothing to do with what was on the page, but it did serve the beautiful purpose of covering up the smudge. And the day page became much more pleasing to me as soon as I put it on. So yes, I use my stickers for emphasis, for fun, as little touches on a special day or to cover up something that I don't want to see on the page anymore. All right. So flipping through this Hobonichi system, the very first, and you can kind of hear that page flip here. There you go. (laughs) Hopefully that came through. You're all going to think I'm crazy, but yes, it does turn very nicely. The pages are nice and thin, but they don't stick together. And the whole book is actually not that huge, despite having a page for every single day, which is kind of what I really like about this planner. All right. So the first section is actually these interestingly laid out columns that are a column, basically a giant column for each month over a six month spread, and then a tiny little box for every single day. And I'm not describing that terribly well, and I'm sorry, but basically it allows you kind of track things over the course of a month. And you could theoretically, based on the number of boxes, you could track 10 things every single day. So every month has about 300 or 310 individual boxes. And I used to use this as a family illness tracker, which is kind of hilarious because since COVID, nobody gets sick anymore in our house because nobody goes anywhere. So that's been kind of hilarious and has actually made this tracker not as useful as it was previously. But anyway, you could use it for anything. You could use it to track habits. You could use it to track, I don't know, the number of steps you take each day, a favorite music that you listen to, anything like that. But it does only give you a little bit of space for each day. So something simple that you kind of want to keep track of over a long period of time. The next section is the monthly pages. And these are also gridded which is really nice. The entire Hobonichi planner does have grid lines in monthly, weekly, and daily pages, which I really appreciate because I tend to veer off course and not write perfectly straight lines without some kind of grid or dot grid. And as you might imagine, that will annoy me. So I appreciate the presence of the grid. So for the monthly pages, I mostly use them to track big events. Like if we're going on a trip, which currently we're not, but back in the past we used to, or my call weekends and my husband's call weekends because it's very important for me to know if they're going to be on separate weekends or if they're going to line up. Because if we do happen to be on call at once, I do need to arrange childcare. So the monthly I really use for big picture. I don't put like little tasks on it because I don't refer to it regularly. And I think that's kind of a key point when it comes to planning. You don't want to put a bunch of information onto a spread that needs to be looked at unless it's a spread that you're going to look at daily. And I think sometimes people make the mistake of putting like elaborate events on some page, but then not having it in the routine to follow it up daily or weekly or when, however often you think you need. So I think that is key. I use my month just for big events and I don't look at it that often, only when I'm really trying to schedule something big or look ahead to see when I might need childcare, not when I'm going to schedule the granularity of a given day or week. And I will mention that... I have started to use in this new uncertain era, 
a little bit of sticky note tape to put potential events that I think might not happen (laughs) because I actually got rid of my initial 2020 Hobonichi because there were so many things in it that weren't happening that it was just depressing. So when I tentatively began putting things in my new one, I decided to use sticky note tape instead. And that way, if this trip to Hawks K, which I have written down for the summer doesn't happen, I can just pull off the sticky tape and no one will ever know that there was something planned that didn't actually come to fruition. Okay, so those are our monthly pages. After the monthly pages in the Hobonichi come the weekly pages. And I am a heavy user of weekly pages. I really prefer my weekly pages to have some kind of vertical system for each day, especially with little times noted so that I can kind of physically, I don't know, visualize exactly where the blank spaces are and where the crowded times of the week are. And I also like it when my weekly layout pages have some kind of column to put goals because I really do tend to think of goals. Well, actually, as I've discussed, I have weekly goals, monthly goals, quarterly goals, etc. But the ones I look at, you know, when I'm planning out any given day are the weekly goals, and I want to have them easily accessible. So it's nice when they're on the same page as my schedule, because you're going to pin your choice of goals to the amount of time you have to complete those goals. So my weekly spreads kind of have they have a focus for each day on the top. So for me, it's either clinical or GME or off. And then on the left, I have my list of goals. And then there's time blocking throughout each day, as well as a little section on the bottom where I write that night's planned dinner, that day's workout, and then also the area of the house that I'm working on organizing since I'm currently working my way through the organized 365 100-day program. So there's a lot of information, but the Hobonichi layout is such, and my handwriting is pretty small, so it doesn't look horrifically crowded. Sometimes I play with doing some color coding or putting boxes in so I can really see when days are crowded or more free. Other times I just kind of write in pen what's going on. So it kind of depends how elaborate I get. But I really do live by the week pages. I use them to plan out my daily pages, which I'm going to get to next. And I find that the Hobonichi Cousin in its A5 size gives me enough room to do what I need to do there. So the next section of the Hobonichi is the daily pages. Now, one treat that you get is that at the beginning of each month, you have a blank page with the name of the month. And I find that a perfect place to put a list of monthly goals. So I think I mentioned that I have an accessory notebook and I'll talk about that in a second. And if the Hobonichi did not have these pages built in, I probably would use the accessory notebook for my monthly goals. But because it does have these pages, I figure I might as well make good use of them. So like I'm looking back at June's goals because that was the last month I had filled out as I'm recording this. And I have sections for my family goals, my own goals, work goals, blog and podcast related goals, and then kind of a tracking area where I wanted to track whether I did certain things like how many books I read and how many times I meditated. I have a little section about looking forward, like things to look forward to. (laughs) Not that many exotic things on the horizon right now, as you might imagine, but you know, in theory, I put summer reading on the list. I look forward to summer reading because yeah, I put a section for our savings rate because that's something we're focused on right now. And then I put a little section for habits to focus on. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code, PLANS50, to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. They offer multiple options from protein plus to plant-based to keto and many more. 
No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to factormeals.com slash plans50 and use code plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code plans50, P-L-A-N-S 50 at factormeals.com slash plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. You are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes in part from Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and this is the perfect gift to treat all the well-deserving moms, moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, yet totally refined. This season, I am so into the beautiful dresses that Jenny Kane has on offer. My personal pick and what I'm hoping to wear all season is the Callan dress. I have it in the khaki color and feel like I could literally wear it to anything. And the best part is it's perfect for warm weather, which we have plenty of, but you could also layer it in a chilly air-conditioned space. I also have my eye on the day dress. It's such a classic silhouette. One thing you might not know about Jenny Kane is that they also have an incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase and joining is completely free. Find your perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS, P-L-A-N-S, at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code PLANS. Get yourself and the women in your life the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And then I actually tend to cover that little monthly page, the side of it with washi tape so that I can kind of flip to the month easily. And I don't know, I have a lot of washi tape. It's cute. And it's just a minimal touch along the edge to make the page stand out a little bit. And then come the daily pages, which are the meat and potatoes of any Hobonichi system. And I like to use the timeline along the top to kind of write out what I'm doing for that day. I put a checklist of things along the side of my what I'd like to get done. I tend to put my habits up at the top and the Hobonichi has this cute little area with five checkboxes next to the date. So it's perfect for sort of those daily habits you want to check off. And then I like to track nutrition and then any kind of like, I don't know, fun stuff that happens or a quote that my kid says along the bottom. So I have a very stereotype layout that I use every day and it's kind of evolved over the course of, I don't know, the years I've had using this system and it works really well for me. Sometimes I'll, you know, write, try to, play with some fake hand lettering. I'm not very good at it, but I I pretend and I'll do that in the kind of memory side on the right. If you'd like to see pictures of what this looks like, just check out my Instagram. It's under shoebox underscore plans, or eventually it might be under the best laid plans handle if I get around to changing that. But yes, you can see what that looks like. And the daily pages are just kind of where I put everything. 
I always used to use the pen that came with the Hobonichi, which is a ballpoint pen with a fairly fine tip. It's the Jetstream three-color pen. But recently, I've just kind of been craving a slightly bolder, inkier look. I don't know why. I guess maybe it's just looking in other people's planners and seeing how it just looks a little bit more definitive when it's in a darker line and it makes the blocking of the day out look a little just more striking if you're coloring in a timeline. So I have switched to playing with um, using either Papermate flare pens or the Sharpie fine point pen. And I do kind of like how that looks in the Hobonichi. And again, that's something I had never really played with for years, but which I'm really kind of enjoying playing with right now. That different look gives it a little bit more of a bullet journal look. The only thing is sometimes it does smudge and that really annoys me, as you might imagine. Then I have in the back of my planner, because this is a spring planner and I don't anticipate using it all the way through March. I'm sure I'll want to start with a new planner in January. (laughs) I blocked off the days beginning with February of 2021 and started using them for meeting notes. So that's been a handy way for me when I'm on like a WebEx or Zoom meeting to take notes and keep track of what's happening. I know some people have like a very separate work journal for those kinds of notes. And I can imagine doing that in the future. Um, But this was working for me right now. Okay, just a couple more things about this system. I do like to keep this little, it's like a page that I can use it as a ruler. And it's just a plastic sheet that allows you to write without kind of marking up the next sheet, if that makes sense. Anyway, it comes with the planner. And then I have tucked into the back of my planner, what I call my accessory notebook. And in my case, it could be any kind of a notebook, but I use the very slim memo book that is sold by Hobonichi. And I use this to track various lists that don't fit into the you know, prescribed pages of the Hobonichi planner. Now this year, I could have just built it into those extra daily pages that I wasn't going to use. But again, I mentioned that I did switch planners. So that wasn't my original plan. So anyway, so I have this extra notebook. The table of contents on that notebook, I have a someday maybe list. I have my 20 for 2020. I have a list of active projects. Although to be completely honest, I kind of moved my active projects list to digital. And I'll get to that in a second. I have a list of books that I have read in 2020. So this is not books to read, but this is an actual record of the books that I read. A list of music to listen to, movies that I saw. I had a list of uh, vacations we were going to take. That's kind of a ridiculous page now. I had a list of ideas for kids' activities, also slightly ridiculous. I have a page where I track my RVUs, which is kind of a measure of clinical productivity and any kind of new thing that I'm putting on my CV. I have a restaurant ideas page, a podcast ideas page. I did have a workout page, although I don't actually typically track my workouts, which is kind of funny. I haven't really needed to because I, I don't know, I guess I just don't need the motivation. I check it off day to day, but I don't, I don't really keep track in a long range kind of a way. And then I have a page for each quintile goal from quintile one to quintile number five. So, and then at the back, as I think I mentioned on a previous episode, I have my actual written down weekly review ritual, my monthly review ritual, my quintile review ritual, as well as some ideal daily and nightly rituals. I got the idea to write those out from the full focus planner by Michael Hyatt that I have experimented with previously, but I enjoy my own custom system just a little bit more. So this accessory notebook, in a way, it holds all those collection pages that you may hear people who have bullet journals talk about. Like they'll have some page embedded into their bullet journal that is a collection of books that they have read or recipes that they want to try. To me, the thing that makes that a little confusing is that 
wouldn't they then be like dispersed in like multiple books and get a little bit confusing? That's why I kind of prefer to have everything that I'm tracking for the year be in one separate notebook apart from my daily pages. Now, all of that said, in the last week or two, I don't know, there's something about this pandemic that has made me want to switch planners approximately every 15 seconds. <laughs> I think it's just because our days are so the same. And so I'm really trying to focus on little elements of what makes them work. And a planner is a great way to do that. And I think I've gotten into systems that zoom in and zoom in even more on what a given day looks like, like tracking little tiny habits or steps or going outside or or things like that. And so that's why I played with the full focus planner for a little while. And it's also why I'm enjoying playing with an Archer and Olive bullet journal. I was in a terrible mood one night and I totally like mood shopped from my bed at 10.30 p.m. on the online Archer and Olive store. And I ordered several journals to try. I thought that I could do a review on this podcast at some point. So we were calling this market research, I guess. But it arrived and I just decided that I would experiment with playing with a bullet journal format for a few days or weeks just to see what it was like, as well as do some tracking of my time. So I've really been playing with that. I have not been even using my Hobonichi this week, other than to look at my weekly view to kind of see what's going on day to day. So that's been just kind of a fun experiment. But I really have been enjoying it, I have to say. The paper is much toothier. So my inky pens, like that flare pen that I mentioned, or the Sharpie pen, are much less likely to smear, which makes me very happy. I can write a little bit bigger and I write pretty small, but sometimes even I will feel slightly cramped in the Hobonichi. I feel like their grids are probably designed more to accommodate, I don't know, Japanese lettering rather than English type of letters. So I know English is not the right word for that, but you know what I mean? (laughs) The characters that we use in English. And so it does kind of get a little bit cramped. So I've enjoyed having a little bit more space and just something different. So I will say the Archer and Olive journals are fairly expensive. I think this was like $35 or something for an A5 size journal, but they are a very nice high quality. They have fabric covered front. They have a nice pocket. The paper is great. It's got the perfect level of toothiness. I don't like paper that's too smooth and slick because again, that smear issue is is a thing. (laughs) And the paper's bright white. So my mild liners show up really pretty. And in fact, I kind of forgot how pretty they are because in the Hobonichi, the tones are a little bit muted. And the paper's nice and thick. So it just has this feeling of like a scrapbook or something. Now it's 160 pages. And at this rate, it's going to be filled in maybe three months or something like that. So I do wonder about the cost effectiveness of buying a whole bunch of these, but I'm greatly enjoying using them and would recommend them to anyone taking forays into different types of bullet journals. I will say when I compare it to the lecturn, which is kind of like the gold standard or the moleskin, I much prefer the archer and olive paper. It's just sturdier, less smeary, and brighter and prettier. So you may want to give it a try. Okay, so I was going to say one more thing, which is that I do have a number of digital systems that I use as well. I do not do all of my planning on paper, and I'm not sure that anyone does at this point. If you do, give me a shout out. Maybe I'd like to interview you because that would be fascinating to find someone who doesn't use any kind of digital calendar or Outlook calendar or anything like that. The systems I use most are the Notes app in Apple Notes, which I put a lot of my goals lists and just have random have started to just collect. Like if I get like a flyer from school that I know I'm going to need to refer to, I'll just dump that in a notes folder so I can find it later. I certainly organize things in my email, like it or not. 
and I don't always like it. In Gmail, I just throw everything into archives except for podcast questions, which I have a separate folder for. And then in my work email, I mostly archive everything except for a waiting on or follow up folder that kind of becomes like my rotating task list or pending things list. I will use Google Drive and Sheets when forced, although for whatever reason, I do not enjoy either of those interfaces. And I use YNAB, you need a budget for all things budget related. So I I know there are some beautiful trackers out there for budget tracking. And in fact, I've been playing with the Budget Moms product planner, which I'll talk about on a later episode. But I find the computerized versions of budget tracking just a little bit easier for my personal taste. And that's mostly it. So that is my current system, not necessarily my ritual, but the physical things that I use to get my stuff done. Oh, I guess I should mention pens. I already mentioned the Papermate flares and the Sharpies in this episode, as well as the three color Uniball Jetstream pens. And I also love the Mild Liner highlighters by Zebra. I have them in, I think, every single color they make, including the kind of bold colors that are that are hard to find actually on Amazon. I think I had to order them from Jet Pens or another specialty retailer. All right. Well, I hope you enjoy this episode. I would love it if you could submit planning questions of any kind or suggesting of products to review to my email, which is shoeboxblog, S-H-U-B-L-O-G at gmail.com or to my Instagram, shoeboxplan, or you could just leave me a comment on my current blog, theshoebox.com. Well, this was so much fun. Thank you for joining me. And I can't wait to come back on a future episode. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.